This presentation is from Design Research 2021, day one. We have uh, coming up next, uh, Olivia and Belinda, um, who'll be talking to us about a, um, an exploration of uh, complexity in a health uh, context. Hi, Olivia. Hey, how are you going? Very well. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Hi. Hello, Belinda. Hi. So, hi, and thanks uh, for joining us. Welcome to Exploring Health Sector Complexity Through Design Research. I'm Bao, and joining me is Liv. We work together at Tobias, a specialist human-centred design consultancy. I'm a co-founder and a principal at Tobias. I've worked in design for around 20 years, and I'm passionate about strategic design and design research. I love working in this field uh, and in health, and I'm so grateful to be working with talented people like Liv, who's such a skilled researcher and a very smart woman, as you'll soon see. Um, today, Liv and I are going to talk about our research learnings, tips, and some takeaways from working in the health sector on projects that have informed policy, strategy, services, and products. Health is complex, and we're going to be talking about different ways that manifests and what we have learned about how to do design research effectively in it. Our most recent uh, experience of working together, Liv and I, was on the Federal Department of Health and uh, with a fantastic team at the Health Design Lab. I'm also currently working with the Out of Pockets Transparency team at Department of Health. And Liv's been working with Health Direct, working on online tools for the COVID-19 vaccine rollout. Our talk will draw on these, but also from a range of projects over the years with government and non-government clients. And from these, we have collected experiences to share what we think will be of most use to our fellow design researchers. Yep. Thanks, Belle. Hi, everyone. I'm Olivia Kirk. And as Belle mentioned, I've been a strategic designer and researcher here at Tobias for about the past three years. I work a lot in the health sector and a lot with systems thinking to try and unpack the complexity of whatever system I'm researching and designing for. Um, before we properly begin, I'd like to acknowledge and thank the traditional custodians in the, uh, of the lands on which we're all joining from today. For me, I'm on the grounds of the Gayamagal people. Indigenous cultures can teach us so much about holding space for complexity and moving and allowing moving parts to exist at once. I also want to mention that we're not speaking on behalf of any of our clients. These are just the insights that we've found over the past few years of working in research and design across various aspects of the health sector. So being a researcher is truly a privilege. Uh, we're given access to real people's true stories, some of them quite sensitive and intimate. And we don't take this lightly. We understand that we need to tread carefully and reassure those that we're learning from that their information will be treated with the respect that it really deserves. So when our research lets us see the intricacies and aspects of a service, and then the interactions that take place there, we can get a glimpse of the complexity of what we're designing for. Through our work, we've found over and over that this is especially the case in the health sector. We've seen that while a particular health service may be the focus for us when we're designing for it, it often isn't the only focus for the patient. Instead, that health service turns into more of a sidekick on their own health journey. 
And of course, it's not the case for all research participants, but for quite a majority of those that we've spoken to, the chance to tell their health story to a keen and interested ear can be a rare one. It can be kind of unusual for someone to want to listen to with undivided attention to that health story. So the more space we can leave for them to share their experience, the more insights they're going to be able to share with us. And by ensuring we elicit personal health stories in a really respectful way, the experience is often a positive one for the participant. So knowing the health sector is a complex system, how can design research help? Yeah, so thanks, Lev. Over the years, um, Lev and I have interviewed so many amazing people about their health experiences, and it is a privilege to be led into their world. But this also comes with the responsibility to represent them accurately, making sure we're creating value in exchange for their time. Uh, on all our work with government, we've had to consider the needs of all Australians uh, and be inclusive as much as possible, which has exposed us to a broad range of contexts and individual stories, as well as many of the systemic challenges confronting this sector. A key takeaway from our work is that Whilst we're very fortunate to have an abundance of high quality health services available to us in Australia and incredibly devoted people working in this sector, the journey is for an individual over a lifetime is often disjointed and difficult to navigate. To deliver high quality outcomes and experiences, the sector has many challenges. Whilst care is typically delivered to individuals on a one-to-one -one basis, the reality is that over time, health is more like a body of care delivered by a team across touch points. It moves and shifts depending on what's needed at a particular point in an individual's health journey, which makes continuity of care extremely challenging. Not only are there multiple individuals working in shifts, there's also multiple locations, providers, technologies and systems that don't speak to one another. On top of that, there's policy, regulation, funding and security to consider. And on top of that, there's culture, habits, norms, and perceptions. And even none of this accounts for the medical side, which is also constantly evolving and innovating and involves the human body, which is in itself a complex system. To be effective in our work as design researchers, we need to consider this complexity in the studies we design and connect that insight to the stakeholders that can affect change. In our project with the Health Design Lab, our task was to understand the current state of policy, funding and regulation of a particular focus area in order to define a better future state. We really wanted to understand what impact the current state has on health journeys and what the opportunities for change were and what impact that would have. So we needed to understand the interconnections of the ecosystem by looking at the providers, the practitioners and the patients. Healthcare workers and providers want to create good experiences and we can all appreciate that they need support in doing that. And we can help define that by informing design with good research. But to do so, we need to think holistically and consider detail. We have found our research and analysis approach needs to consider the ecosystem of care, but also the detail and the human factors, our capabilities and limitations that play a big part in defining how experiences really occur. So we know that the COVID-19 pandemic has had an immense impact on how we all conduct our work, which is just one example, but it points to the overall need to be really adaptive during research. 
When planning research with the Department of Health last year, we were set to travel to hidden corners of the country to speak with rural and remote participants within their own contexts. It was all organised, lined up, ready to go. We were kicking off research at the start of March 2020. And then, of course, like many people, the pandemic hit and we had to move everything quite suddenly. But the research goals only became all the more important. And now, upon reflection, this nationwide project to understand the current state of health services could not have been more timely. Our research had to make this sharp pivot to online sessions. However, this actually enabled us to increase the number of interviews by conducting them on online, which in the end benefited our project. Remote participants, uh, remote patients were a high priority cohort anyway, and it was really important that we had accurate representation across Australia from remote, rural, regional and metro locations. So researching through video chat actually aided us in reaching so many more people in these extremely remote uh, settings who we may never have had the opportunity to speak to otherwise. It also allowed us to bring in other team members to join who wouldn't have been able to fly around the country just to observe one or two sessions. Now, of course, we didn't know that this would be the outcome at the time of planning, but it's a great reminder to build in a bit of flexibility when planning research. Things happen along the way that could provide you with an even better outcome than expected, and it's fantastic if you can leave a bit of room to take these opportunities when they prop up. And of course, absolutely, we need to consider and honour the constraints of a project. They all have their timelines, their budgets, their resources and goals, but the magic happens when we're able to flex and explore within these constraints. Which brings us nicely to our next point. Constraints exist, but we're still human and make sure you connect quickly and authentically. Contextual inquiry often leads us to inside of people's homes and lives. We find ourselves sitting in a living room, being handed old photos and memories. The time you take to build an authentic connection with the people who are sharing these fragments of their lives is important. In longer projects, this can look like having a meal with the staff or washing dishes with the family, to actually be there to connect and learn rather than just observe and take away what we've noticed. In short projects, this can be more difficult. And in remote projects, this task can feel overwhelming but it's still very important. And it's certainly not impossible. It just requires a slightly different approach. In our project with the Health Design Lab, the need to connect remotely was very clear due to the nature of the topic and the nature of the research. We used a, a method we've adapted over the years of metaphor elicitation to reach deeper emotions. We took a selection of about 30 beautiful, ambiguous illustrations and asked research participants to relate their health journey to three of them, like these images you see here. It immediately broke the ice. Participants were given the space and time to reflect and an opportunity to talk objectively about their health journey overall. We found that this method gave participants permission to introduce their story to us, even as strangers, by distancing themselves slightly. With a delicate subject matter, matter, many participants attach part of, their, part of their stories to the characters in the illustrations, saying things like, uh, this person looks trapped or they're, they're in jail, like trapped inside their bodies, which related to their own feelings. Another way we connected was by asking participants to share artifacts with us. In fact, many of them offered to before we even asked. 
We'd see people sitting in their homes or offices, which during the pandemic had become their main context anyway, most of us. And they'd run around trying to find forms or letters or materials to show us. Seeing participants interact with something physical like this broke down an element of the digital. If we couldn't enter their context, we could at least observe them interacting with it. It was contextual inquiry, but within the pandemic context. So the next point we want to emphasise is that lived experiences is where the true insights lie. So through design research, we can see the problem space in more detail. And this level of detail can be used to design compelling solutions by clearly identifying the human cost of the problem that you're solving. So we create an environment where people are comfortable talking about their experiences in this detail. What they did, why they did what they did, what they were feeling at the time, what attitudes they hold and beliefs they bring to their stories. Detail, of course, is important. And the more people talk through their actual specific lived moments, the more they're able to give us. From a patient's perspective, healthcare is made up of a series of linked experiences, uh, which we presume to be connected, building on each other somehow, somewhere. But often there are gaps in the system, which we tend to rely on our memories to fill. For example, has anyone ever been asked, have you had these antibiotics before? Or when was your last blood test? We tend to assume that we're going to remember these important facts, but research shows that as patients, when there are loads of other things going on, we simply do not. And instead, we rely on and expect our healthcare providers to do that for us. But unless you have the increasingly rare one-to-one -one relationship with a single healthcare practitioner for your whole life, this is really difficult to achieve. So we ask participants to talk in detail, stepping us through specific recent examples. And by doing this breakdown, we gather important details and avoid just hearing about the feelings and assumptions that are left behind. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah because health touches everyone. So it's vital that um, we also recruit a diverse cohort when doing research. Um, one of the principles we work for is designing for inclusivity. And to do that, we must recruit for inclusivity. And you've just heard some great examples of that. But we often use extreme sampling, which recruits for edge users. It's based on the premise that by designing for those on the fringe, we really design for everyone. But in terms of how this works practically, the biggest tip I've learned along the way is to look for the more difficult to find participants first. Recruiting for inclusivity can be challenging. So create this click up front. Um, you may run out of time if you recruit, recruit for the easy to exit, access participants first. We were nearly burnt by this in one of our projects. We had a good recruitment company, but they recruited the easy to access people first and then weren't able to find the harder to reach participants. So mid-research, we had to start recruiting ourselves. Being adaptive, we uh, spread the word um, and reached out to some remote organisations and asked, you know, what we were looking for. And fortunately, after many phone calls, they were able to help. Um, but since then, we've asked the hard to reach for the hard-to-reach participants first, and that's been a lot less stressful. Yeah, so systems thinking... Uh, needs multiple perspectives to help us quickly see what's happening. As Belle mentioned, we're really passionate about representing an end user's perspective, um, but we must also remember that health practitioners and the families of the patients also play a massive role in this journey. 
With a human-centered approach, we need to identify how a health service works as a system involving multiple players who are both giving and receiving care. This means reaching beyond interviews with just the end user and exploring others who may sit on the periphery of a system yet still largely impact it. So as an ecosystem, any improvements or innovations within healthcare require us to look at all of the elements involved which you're mapping in that research. So for me, that means not only including multiple perspectives in your research, but also taking a multifaceted approach to analysis. We need to identify the systemic and structural issues, what is behavioural and attitudinal, the human factors, the physical limitations and cognitive limitations such as memory and the cognitive impact of emotions like fear and stress and, of course, which we see again and again, fatigue. These are all quite well-known and documented factors and we need to bring these into uh, this body of knowledge into our analysis. The other thing that we consider is contextual limitations. So like in remote locations where time and effort are a lot more critical, which leads us to inquire around the systemic issues like asking how are technology processes supporting all those involved? Are they taking away burden or are they adding it? Some uh, ideas may remove tension for one actor but then add it for another. From a complex ecosystem such as healthcare emerges problems that can only be solved with a holistic understanding of the whole system. Institutional and governmental health organisations hear about problems facing their sector, sector, but often don't have it in a form without bias and without agenda. Increasingly, a design-led approach has become more widespread and understood, and places like the Health Design Lab are championing new ways of working for both government and health, and making sure multiple perspectives and qualitative design research methods are given the opportunity to provide new insights and reduce bias giving diverse voices an equal chance to be heard. Talking to providers, patients and practitioners gives us more voices rather than a single perspective. This does not create more complexity. It helps us see the complexity clearer, which allows us to, be, to make more informed decisions with less bias. But I also think having multiple perspectives from your research team is beneficial and is one of the best ways I know how to address our inherent biases. It's much easier to see other people's biases than your own. When you have more than one person in your team, your perspective helps surface up other ideas. So don't be swept into groupthink. Make sure you raise your opinions if they differ from others. At the same time, it's important to give space for findings that contradict your own insights and ensure they're represented too. Contradictions help capture the complexity that you're looking at and being aware of them helps your team address them and their designs. This kind of speaks to what you're saying, Steve. So in conclusion, what can we do to gain a clear understand, understanding of complex health systems? Focus on understanding the connections of the ecosystem by looking at all the actors. Be adaptive in your research and leave space to make pivots. Connect quickly and authentically. Look for insights in the details of real lived experiences. We can also design for inclusivity by recruiting for inclusivity. Include multiple perspectives in your research and design as well as, uh, sorry, an analysis as well as your design and be mindful of bias and acknowledge contradictions. 
So with these in mind, we hope to make our future state solutions more holistic and fitting to the complexity of the entire healthcare ecosystem. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. Please reach out if there's any questions or anything you'd like to discuss with us. Thanks, Liv. Thanks, Bell. That was great. I have I have a quick question, um, if you if you wouldn't mind, and that is simply with uh, with with any kind of complex environment and with any kind of sort of systems view of things, um, the issue of boundaries and and scope is always uh, a, a, a tough one. Do you want to talk a little bit about how? How do you draw boundaries around what you're what you're going to worry about and and what's going to be outside? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think it, for me, it always comes down to who you're working with. What do they really need to know? You know, it's really connecting with that need for the research and answering those questions. Um, you know, and making sure that that's the focus. You'll find out so much more, you know. I think that's what always happens. And that's why we're kind of overloaded with how much we've got to talk about <laughs> health. But, you know, it's really, I, I think, yeah, answering those questions from that client's perspective. What do they really need to know? That's wonderful. And can I, can I just add yes, to that? We yes, try yes. not to lose any of the other ideas that come up or the other findings. We do want to track them because they are important, but they might sit out of the boundaries of this project. They might come in handy down the track. So we try to always make note of those when they come up. That's great. Thank you both. That was wonderful.